Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I am humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you're a part of mine. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also Healing for Hopeful Hearts. I've also started doing reels on Instagram and you can follow, which you can follow and you can listen to past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with. And of course, shares and ratings are always appreciated. Today, I want to talk about the spirals. You know them. We all know them. It's not just those of us that are dealing with infertility, miscarriage, and childlessness. It's all of us. We humans spiral. There are several terms for it. Projecting, future tripping, reeling, spiraling. I'm sure there's more. We settle into a place of fear, a place of what-ifs, and a place of the worst-case scenarios and we can feed off of it, convince ourselves that it's our only play. It took me a long time to realize that the spirals are actually grief, or most of the time for me anyway, it's grief. When when we spiral, we're grieving something. C.S. Lewis said in A Grief Observed that no one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. I am not afraid, but the sensation is like being afraid. That same fluttering in the stomach, the same restlessness, the yawning, I keep on swallowing. At other times, it feels like being mildly drunk or concussed. There's a sort of invisible blanket between me and the world. I find it hard to take in what anyone says, or perhaps hard to want to take it in. It is so uninteresting. That's such a great description of the spirals, the grief I'm going to take a quick step back first to express that these are my own experiences for healing with the spirals. I'm sure there's others, and I'm sure there are better ones out there, but I can only speak from my own personal experience. So what do the spirals look like? Recently, I was at an event with some friends, and there was hundreds of people there. There's kids and family and music and food. Just good time had by all. And I saw this man with a baby probably about eight months old, the baby, not the man. And he was holding her and dancing with her. It was adorable. The baby was smiling and laughing, and I just stared at them. It was at night, so I don't think anyone saw me being a total creeper, but I stared. And at first I just smiled at their joy, at the sheer beauty of the sight before me. And then after about five minutes, the spirals began. I started to feel sadness and regret, not jealousy or anger, which was a big improvement for me, but my heart grew heavy. Tears began to sting the back of my eyes. The spirals began, and that will never be me. I will never have that. Maybe I should have tried harder. Maybe we should have adopted. Maybe we still have time. No, that's crazy. I'm 45. I'm too old at this point, and how could it even happen? And so on and so on. 
I was standing outside myself watching these thoughts torment me. I saw myself spiraling. Fortunately, I've done a lot of work on self-awareness, grief, self-worth, and healing. So I was able to see it and stop it. But there have been plenty of times over the years when the spiral started and I let them suck me down and hold me there. I think we can all be tempted to indulge in the spirals. It feels a little like control in a way. You're playing out in your head all the scenarios, the regrets, the consequences of what you have done and what you never did. So in a way, it feels like we're working on a solution, like we're processing, but we're not. We're spinning out of control. Do you remember as a kid, putting your arms out and just spinning round and round and round and eventually getting so dizzy you couldn't even see straight or stand stand straight and maybe you felt a little queasy? If only the adult spirals were the same, a little dizzy, a little queasy. If that's all it would be, it would be okay. But the spirals we get as adults are dangerous. They can eat you up, blind you, and disorient you. It's a place for evil to enter and wreak havoc on your heart and mind. It starts with fear. It spins into regret and sadness, maybe a little anger, and it ends in fear, and it leaves you exhausted and wrung out and confused. We all fall victim to the spirals. They spin like little tornadoes through us, whipping up old memories, unresolved emotions, tears, fears, doubts, and insecurities. The spirals gain speed as they make their way through our emotions. In a lot of ways, the spirals are a little like social media. Hear me out. We use social media to create or at least enter into somewhat of an alternate reality. We go there for entertainment to see what our friends are doing, and then it spirals into who gained weight, who bought a new house. How can they afford that? When did they dye their hair? They have, they got, I should. And why haven't I yet? It spirals us, usually without us even realizing. And it takes us right into a place of comparison, doubt, FOMO, fear of missing out. But we keep going back, don't we? The spiral of grief is similar. Starts with a smiling, starts with smiling at a cute little baby and ends with questioning all your choices and facing doubts you thought you'd put to bed. There's so much danger in indulging in the spiral. One, by the end of it, you feel terrible. But I think the real danger is how the spiral displaces us. You're walking on a path, hopefully one of forward healing, one of processing the grief, one that lets you move forward and seek acceptance and joy. And then the spirals come, spins you in circles, and when you return to the path, you are several steps back and probably way off course. So how do you stop the spiral? It's been my experience there's a couple different ways. For me, I think the main way is to watch how we speak to ourselves. I did an interview with Courtney Warday a few weeks ago, and in her interview, she talked about being careful how you speak about yourself and how she tells her clients to imagine Jesus saying the things that you're saying to yourself, or rather, ask yourself, would Jesus say these things about you? The answer is no. I've heard this before in the sense of don't say things to yourself that you would never say to a friend. It feels a little platitude That's right, platitude it's a word. But it is a powerful exercise. And it has taken me some time to implement this. 
that how we speak to ourselves about ourselves matters. Language matters. Saying I quit, I failed, I didn't try hard enough, and I'm not enough, I'm broken. These phrases wound us even deeper. And when we can step back and see that we're the ones holding the weapon, we can begin to stop the carnage. Language matters. Change your script. I did the best I could. I'm trying as hard as I can. My story matters. I am enough even though I am struggling. These are kinder ways to say things are not how I want them to be. However, my efforts and intentions are pure and real. Words can wound or words can heal. I saw a quote, I'm not quite sure who said it, but it was something along the lines of swords wound the skin, but words wound the soul. So be careful how you speak to yourself about yourself. That's one way to stop the spiral. If you hear the words filling your head and they are hurting you, stop. Say, I would never say this to a friend. God would never say this to me, so I will not say it about myself. Another spiral stopper, prayer. Yep, prayer. Glory be, a Hail Mary, or any other prayer that you have can stop the spiral. I used to say this, and I've heard other people say it, I don't know how to pray. I think especially for cradle Catholics, prayer can be difficult because we're taught prayers like the Our Father, the Hail Mary, Glory be, and we forget we can just ask God what we need. A simple, God, I don't want this to be the place that I'm at. If there's something I need to learn from here, reveal it to me. And if not, and I am not meant to be here, show me how to leave this place. And it can be as simple as just saying, come Holy Spirit. There's a great series on Formed, which I highly recommend everyone watch. Formed is a Catholic website that has a ton of great videos, and there's an amazing series, I think it's seven or eight parts, but it's called The Wild Goose, and it's hosted by Father Dave Pavanka, who's the president of the Franciscan University of Steubenville. In one episode, he talks about saying, come Holy Spirit, ten times, in order to calm you, redirect you, reorient you. I love this so much. I use it all the time. Usually when I'm about ready to blow a gasket over something trivial, like getting cut off in traffic or someone being late to a meeting and I don't want to lose my temper, but it can also stop a spiral in its tracks. The key to stopping a spiral is to recognize that you're in one and it can be difficult because just like spinning in circles round and round, the emotional spiral can disorient you. It remo removes you from reality. It takes you away from the present and spins you into a past and a future that don't exist. Let's go back to God for a second. Or always, really, but you know what I mean. In Ignatian spirituality, there's rules that Ignatius lays out for us for the discernment of spirits. In the fifth rule, he says, in times of desolation, never to make a change, but to be firm and constant in the resolutions and determination in which one was the day preceding such desolation or in the determination in which he was in the preceding consolation. Because as in consolation, it is rather the good spirit who guides and counsels. So in desolation, it is the bad, with, the, with whose counsels we cannot take a course to decide rightly. When we spiral, we are in desolation. 
and we cannot decide the right course when we're in desolation. This can help with the spiral. A spirit of consolation guides us, comforts us, counsels us. A spiral does none of these things. So you can see an emotional spiral. It's not a spirit of God. If you can stop, have the presence of mind to recognize this does not feel good. I am scared. I am fearful. I am sad. Then you can say, this is not of God. This is not how God wants me to live. This is not the path God wants me to travel. Now, this is not to say that the life totally oriented to God is not without its struggles and challenges. Sometimes his plans very much include a lot of struggles and unknowns. But the difference is, am I scared because this is new and unknown, but I'm willing to take the next step? Or am I scared and fearful and sad and desolate and cannot see the path ahead of me? Because the latter is not the kind of challenge God wants for you. That's not the spiral he wants you in. I love the spiritual exercises by Ignatius. It can be simple by just asking, where was God in this space? Where is hope? What doesn't feel safe? What feels like fear and loneliness? Where could I have done better today? Where did I do my best? Making that a habit, a scan of each day, it can reduce the spirals. It can also help you pull yourself out of them when you feel them coming on. You're still going to spiral. It's human nature. I think, but we can implement daily habits of awareness that help limit the amount of times we spiral. And it can help build awareness of what is happening so that when we spiral, and therefore we can shorten the time we stay in the spiral. The other night that I mentioned at the beginning, that was one of those moments I had to dig deep and say, this is not how I want to feel. This is not how I want to see myself. And I was able to interrupt the spiral that I was building. None of this is easy. Grief is hard. Fear is terrifying. Pains hurt. Dreams lost are heartbreaking. And I have said it a thousand times, we must grieve and we must seek to grieve well. And a spiral takes all these fears and heartaches and pain and doubt and it whips them together into a cocktail of desolation. And in that space, we get sucked into the spiral. I've used this analogy before, but that spiral creates a whirlpool. And in a whirlpool, everything gets sucked into the center and shoved to the bottom. And that's where we find ourselves when we allow the spiral to spin out of control. We hit bottom. So it's vital for our forward healing to learn how to interrupt our spirals. I'm not sure it's possible to avoid them but you can interrupt them. You can slow them down to a point where you can step out of them. I mentioned earlier about how spirals spin us to a place where we are no longer in the same place on our path that we were before the spiral hit. Spirals will take you backwards, turn you around. And so when you come out of it, you're at risk of walking in the wrong direction. All of a sudden, you can find yourself miles away from where you worked so hard to get on your healing journey. It's frustrating, and it feels like failure because you have to double back. And no one likes to cover the same ground twice. But don't despair. Even if you find yourself on a course correction, you can learn in that space. You've been there before, so you know the path and you can move more swiftly back to the place you were before the spiral hit. 
It's annoying. It's scary. It's frustrating. But at least you know how to move forward. Assuming you are able to be aware of what happened. If you allow a spiral to move you back a bit, that's okay. You can get back to where you were. The real danger comes when we allow the spiral to disorient us. And that is when we are at danger of slipping into despair, speaking poorly about ourselves and our journey. Here's where you need to dig a little deep. George Maloney, SJ, wrote a book called Prayer of the Heart. And in it, he references Arsenius, a monk who left the Byzantine court to flee into the desert. And Arsenius said he heard a voice telling him to fugate et quiesque, flee, keep silent, be at rest. Apologies for my really bad Latin pronunciation. It goes on to say that the quiesce is the necessary tranquility wherein the total being becomes integrated so that there is no more self-seeking dispersion of the passions in all directions. Everything is coordinated and under the influence of grace. When we find ourselves disoriented and misdirected, we need to flee, keep silent, and be at rest. What the heck does that mean, and how do we use it to combat the spirals? I like to remember the phrase, flee, keep silent, be at rest, when I am spiraling, generally being a spaz, or allowing fear and noise of the world to mess with me. You know, y'all know I'm a fan of silent retreats, but we can flee, keep silent, and be at rest anytime we need. If you find yourself spiraling or trying to put the pieces back together after a spiral, you can simply tell yourself, stop, pause, just stop. Then seek the silence. Invite it in, and there, be at rest in that silence. You don't have to relive the spiral. You don't have to solve the problems or get a quick fix. Just stop. Flee the negative vortex spinning in your head. Seek the silence. No more narratives. No more future tripping. No more trash talking yourself. Just be at rest and take a breath. I do yoga and I know there's some Catholics that frown upon this, but I promise I'm not going to take up Hinduism because I practice yoga. There's an exercise in yoga called a full body scan and it's really powerful and you can actually do it anytime, anywhere. People don't even know you're doing it. I'm going to walk you through a quick one now and maybe you're driving your car or brushing your teeth or sitting on your couch. doesn't matter what you're doing you can still benefit. Just don't close your eyes if you're driving. Take a full breath in and let it out completely. Now relax your forehead. Relax your cheeks. Relax your tongue. Relax your shoulders. Release your chest. Slow your breathing. Relax your lungs. Let go of any tension in your arms, in your hands, in your fingers. Relax your hips and your legs. Relax your knees. Release your ankles, your feet, and your toes. Breathe naturally. 
and be at rest. You can do this anytime. Simply tell yourself to relax your face. As someone who has been accused more than once of having hardcore RBI, that's resting B word face, if you're unfamiliar with the acronym, this is one I need to tell myself often. But go on and tell yourself, let go your cheeks, relax your tongue along with your face, and it will immediately ease tension in your face that you had no idea you were holding. It's one of the ways to recover from a spiral, but the key is to say it. Remember that we all, what we tell ourselves matters, and you can tell yourself you're failing, you're sad, you're scared, and you can tell yourself to release the tension you are holding, you are healing, and pray for God's grace. Each of those things has an impact, and I'm going to assume that you can see which will provide healing and which will feed the spiral. Spirals are going to happen, but I hope this episode provides you with some ways to slow them down so you can stop them long enough to step out of their path and regain your footing. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. Join me next week for another special guest interview. I'm super, super excited to have interviewed Brandy Lytle of the Not So Mommy blog. And we're going to talk about Brandy's mission to support and educate for those that are in the childless, not by choice community, those that are walking with the childless, not by choice, and how to redefine and reclaim some joy in your life, even though your dreams turned out a little different. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart and your intentions. I pray for your hope, happiness, and healing. I pray that you can find the strength to invite God into your heart and know and believe that you belong to Him. I pray that you can find healing in knowing His path for you is beautiful and grace-filled. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation, pray for us. <laughs>